We've been friends for a very long time, so we thought that we'd do a podcast. Mike and Christian talking about movies, mostly from the 90s. Hardest part was coming up with names, because all the good ones were taken. Hope you like it, we think it's rad. Pretty bad movie gab. Welcome to Pretty Bad Movie Gab with Mike and Christian, a podcast dedicated to the celebration of late 80s and 90s movies with an emphasis on hidden gems and the forgotten. Mostly, as their theme song already announced, they're just two very old friends who like to talk about film. On today's episode, they're discussing American Ninja, one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, really? Which I have never seen before believe it or not this is my first time seeing this movie i've never seen this before when you texted me that that shocked me because i don't actually know how you we've managed to be friends for as long as we have and you've not seen this movie now having said that we met kind of in grade nine more so in grade 10 i think it was closer when, to grade 10 actually yeah with jesse uh, jenkins it after, yeah it was after uh science i was in science class with jeff actually and he brought me over to your house so it would have been yeah, like October, November, grade 10, which would have been, but still though, that's actually, that still would have been post-American Ninja. Like the movie came out, I looked in 85. Yeah. Um, and so, and again, so that's where I was going with it. I mean, but I had watched it and I had it in my collection. I didn't have the laser disc of this, uh, but I had it on video because this one was one of those ones that I caught when it hit video. I didn't see it in the theater, but it was one of those ones that I saw across the street at my neighbors. I remember it because that's where I saw pretty much everything that wasn't like more PG rated. If it wasn't like a Hitchcock film or uh, The Wizard of Oz, it, look, I saw it across the street at the neighbor's house. And then I just became a fan. But this is canon fodder. This is yeah. canon I can't believe you think this is you, you haven't seen the worst movie ever. No, so you, this, this is, is the it, so the one I'll say about this and it's going to be a going theme I think. I looked up a lot of stuff about this movie. The three screenwriters, none of them have ever in their lives ever written anything before or after this movie. <laughs> um and there are some like basic screenwriting 101 things that none of these three gentlemen are aware of. This movie is insane for how bad it is it reminds me of like if somebody took the a team and went what if we cut the budget by 90 percent and then did like a mountain of cocaine like they banged off the script in a night like there's no way this is a second and cocaine draft. had any part of the, the equation i think that was that's a cut candid specialty yeah <laughs> yeah that's right it had a million dollar budget i suspect three hundred thousand of it was uh, okay. Filipino cocaine that they were doing. So that's like uh, 600,000 American cocaine or Colombian cocaine. Right. Yeah. So for this, I guess for the people who haven't seen the movie really quickly, the movie's pretty straightforward. I guess it's about uh, an army base in the Philippines. American Ninja is there. Uh, he runs afoul of some arms dealers and then uses his American Ninja skills to solve the problem. He, he just shows up. He just shows up one day. No one knows. It. Somehow they know he's got a a record, like uh, like a like he was he has a a prior record and served jail time, but they know nothing else about him. So, oh he's my a god! Man so of yeah, no words. Is, okay. So the funny part about this, I got to say, so you've asked us to keep this to thirty minutes. Legitimately, I could do 30 minutes on the first five minutes of this movie. This is on a military base in the Philippines in 1985, although technically this movie was actually 1983. You can see a calendar on one of the calendars at one point. So fine. In 1983, there's about four military installations in the Philippines. This one is apparently a supply depot, as you can tell by the camera. So it starts off with American Ninja leaning against his truck. And somebody's like, who is that guy? His name's Joe, but I love the fact that you just yeah. call him American Ninja no, for the whole thing. He's American Ninja. So Joe's leaning against a truck and some guy's like, who's that? He's like, American Ninja. He's like, that's the new guy. He's only been here a day. And so Joe is sitting here and he's just with a butterfly. He's screwing around with a butterfly knife. Because if you grew up in the mid 80s, butterfly knives were essentially shorthand for the coolest thing of all time. And they're all mad at him because he won't join in their game of hacky sack. This a is hacky sack. <laughs> Like, so you have American Ninja and, and right here, I already have 800 notes. I'm like, okay, so this is second day. So he essentially joined the army and they're like, all right, dude, we are shipping you to the Philippines. And now it is your second day. 
and we are going to make you go drive a military convoy. And this is day two on the job. You just yeah. pointed out one of the things that I should have figured out, like probably on first view back when I was 10 or 11. The fact is that even makes it weirder for a plot device later where he finds his trainer or his trainer finds yeah. him and they oh. have this history that yeah. then how that's just so, all coincidence. Right off the bat, there's a lot about this movie where they're just like, we're not going to pay a ton of attention to like logic. We're Any just going to do our mountain of cocaine. We're going to do our movie and we're going to go off. So the movie starts, American Ninja has to go drive a truck to deliver military supplies. And so they're all driving along. I guess. And this is, again, the first 30 seconds of the movie, this opens when the convoy is attacked by some rebels, uh, Philippine rebels. <laughs> so the rebels pull them out and the rebels sort of take all the, all the American soldiers to sort of put them to the side of the road. Oh, sorry. I got to back up actually, because there's another part of this doesn't make a lick of sense. For some reason, Patricia, who is the daughter of the Colonel who runs the base she goes on this military convoy mission. They never adequately explain why a civilian is involved in military operations at all. She's just there visiting. It's, it's I guess it's supposed to be routine, even though they do say they've been attacked numerous times. Or times. She just decides to go yeah. out on the on this one. And that's Judy Aronson, if I'm saying her name correctly, for those uh, that are you know familiar with her. Uh, as Sam in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. She gets. Yeah, I uh, do remember old... her from the 80s. She was like the 80s it girl for a little while. She has yeah. like a huge run Weird on science. And stuff like that. Uh, it's nostalgia talking. She did. Yeah. No, she uh, she really brings a lot of uh, a lot of good 80s vibe to the movie. So here we are. We are driving the military convoy. The daughter of the colonel, for whatever reason, is joining in. So they get pulled off the road. The convoy gets stopped by Filipino rebels who take all the Americans hostage or whatever. They pull them off. Or not hostage, but they pull all the American soldiers out. She freaks out. Uh, she starts screaming. She escapes from the rebels. She drives the car. She immediately eats shit. Within yeah. half a second, she flips the car. Like, flips it? That doesn't yeah. just... Get, like go off the road. It's flipped onto its like yep. onto its roof. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, this is when American Ninja starts realizing, like, wait a second, I'm fine with my American soldier comrades being assaulted, but this random stranger civilian woman. No, now I'm going to jump in and American my ninja my way through this. That's what makes him the hero. So this, right? So this you know, men have to be men. They didn't. They didn't man up, and this woman was getting hurt. So right, she's getting hurt. So this is the Mr. first hero. action sequence of the movie, and we are four minutes into the movie, and it is time for an American Ninja action sequence. So American Ninja just goes ham on everybody. He starts kicking ass. Just he wearing regular clothes, by the way. Wearing his military. Garb. He's yeah. not wearing like uh ninja garb at this uh, point. No, you're right. He's just a military outfit. So he runs to the truck. He kills people with basically truck weapons. He kills one with a screwdriver. He whips a tire iron and another one. And it's at this point, I got really confused here actually, because at this point the ninjas appear. Bad ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. So then this is also too. I'm like, wait, are they a third group now? Like, are they with the rebels? Are they just, and I'm like, how long were they waiting? Because the ninjas start falling out of the palm trees. Dude, they come out of everywhere. They just, yeah. they just like a fireman pull down palm trees. And there's a ton of them. And it was yeah. almost like, why do you need them if you've got the rebels? Yes. But everybody is incompetent in this fucking movie. Yeah. I'd like to imagine, too, like the hour before the uh, attack on the convoy. So... The ninjas would have been like, okay, ninjas, go hide in the trees. And they're like, for how long? I don't know, an hour, two, maybe? Like, it's not your place to ask questions, ninjas. It's at this point, American Ninja starts fighting. His soldier friends start fighting along with them because they see American Ninja go. But then the ninjas show, show up and kill everybody, basically. They murder four soldiers, as it turns out, are killed by the jungle ninjas. And it's a whole, it's a whole pretty terrible action sequence like it would be like what you and i used to film well this when is, we were 16 this is what i wanted to bring up we also used to make shot on eight millimeter not film eight millimeter tape videos and that's exactly why i think i love these canon films because it's like give us a little bit of money yeah a little bit more of a location and that's what we were doing 
we were doing the equivalent of this. We just didn't have enough people to right. randomly get mowed down and shot because that's what happens in droves here. There's just random people that pop into frame, not even knowing how to hold a gun. Most of these people, if you see them firing their gun, there's some of them that are just like, I, it's a visual here, but they're, they can't even hold it properly when they're shooting. Some of them have barrel flashes. Some of them don't. They just sort of reached into the tickle trunk for whatever they had, because like a couple of them had rifles. One of them had a fucking revolver, like a six shooter revolver. <laughs> Another one had an Uzi, like just this random hodgepodge of collected weaponry. Well, that's canon for you. Like everybody, like at the end. He just pulls out, like, I know I've jumped to the end, but he pulls out a rocket launcher. Like, when you need a weapon, you, you're able to just reach into, a like, a vehicle or into a, a box or whatever and pull it out. And you've got, like, and you've got a it. fucking so cannon. At this point, so there's a good ninja battle. And Patricia, who, as you'll recall, is the colonel's daughter, she runs away into the, into the jungle. An American ninja has to go help her. And all the ninjas go after her. This is another part now where, in retrospect... They, all the bad guys should know exactly who Patricia is. There shouldn't like, so I'm actually super unclear why they chased her. And I'm so unclear what, what oh. objective. Oh they yeah. You're, you are reaching for logic in this movie. I forgot that, 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 that's not a bad place to come from, but yes, you're absolutely correct. I, I, yeah, I just don't even think about it because you can't, cause you're right. There's absolutely no rhyme or reason to them hunting her down. And catching her. All of the characters know they're in a movie. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to point out a lot of these, the characters know things that they have no way to actually know. And we know it because we're watching the movie. The characters know it because the screenwriters are writing a movie. But this comes up, there's so many times where I'm like, there is no possible way American Ninja could know that. There's no way any of the characters could know that. So, okay. So she runs off because, and again, why does she run off? Because she knows she's in a movie. Why do they chase her? Because they know they're in a movie. Because otherwise it makes no sense. It makes no sense for them to chase her. They should shoot her. And also they this, would know. This is she. 80s filmmaking. This is not just canon. This is a lot of what was happening in the 80s, especially in like in the heyday, which right now, I guess we're going to say 84 and 85 might be the best time for movies ever. When you when oh, you actually yeah. look at all of them, now I know that this falls into that time frame. But again, I'm an apologist. You're you're looking at it with fresh eyes, which still shocks me. But yes, '80s movies did this, not just canon. '80s movies did that. Where where I I get it. I'm not. I, I guess I'm making excuses, but you're absolutely correct. She knows she's running. They know they're chasing. But from a plot device standpoint, actually doesn't make any sense. Joe runs after her. He hasn't said a word at this point. He literally, the main oh, character of the for movie, the first 15 has minutes spoken <laughs> a single line of dialogue. All of this is done with this stoic kind of James Dean-esque sullen bitterness. Nothing in this movie ruffles him. I'm getting attacked by Filipino ninjas. Whatever, man. Yeah. I'm going to go to Patricia. It's all good, baby. Like ja Jackson's challenging me to a fight, uh, right. which, which that makes them best friends. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. There's at no second in this movie does he react to anything that's happening. It's just a bunch of shit that's happening. American Ninja is going to shrug his way through it. Dude is present and he's in the moment and I respect him for that. So he and Patricia go off. He saves Patricia. Oh, this is the other part of this too. But anyway, well, sorry, there's a, again, this is what I mean about I can do 30 We're minutes. We're the first like five minutes of the movie. And it's insane. So him, <laughs> we'll get through the forest scene. So him and Patricia run away through the jungle. They escape the ninjas. And now at this point we meet the main bad guy ninja who is Black Star Ninja. So Japanese Black Star Ninja looks at American Ninja running away, and he's like, "That guy is a ninja. I can tell. I can tell he's a ninja. He's an American like, ninja. He's American ninja." But he, again, he this is a great him. example yeah. of the character knowing something because he's in a movie. There is no way for Black Star Ninja to immediately, off one fight, ascertain that American Ninja is a ninja. And American Ninja, like Michael Dudek of the actor, he didn't know any martial arts. No. Going None was he was fired for his looks. And so, like, they, of course, you could, they, they, they try to shoot around that, but you could pretty much tell. But uh, Black Star Ninja actually says he possesses great skills. Yep. Yes. And yeah. that makes him a ninja. <laughs> yeah. He possesses great skills, which he doesn't. 
He doesn't. But he's, he's the hero of the movie, and we have to go along with it. Now, we basically are seven minutes into the movie. We've had an action sequence. All the main characters are introduced. And in fairness, there is an efficiency to that screenwriting that I admire. We have the main ninja. We have the good ninja. And in fairness, it's funny. As you mentioned, the main character who didn't know how to fight, he was hired for his looks. And to his credit, he is a good-looking dude. Like... So as they're running through the forest, Patricia is getting very mad at him for saving her life. And even that reaction is bizarre and makes no sense. But they fall into the, they whatever, they dive into the river to escape. Now they're both soaking wet, so they've got to take off their clothes and let them dry. I don't know why that is their priority at the moment. But American they're also Ninja not that far from the base. Well, who even knows at this point? And, and again... They, they, you forgot that you have to mention the fact that she wears is wearing designer clothes and she's getting really pissy at American Ninja because he's snapping the heels off of her shoes, slicing open her skirt. Right. Cause she's got to run through the jungle on high heels, making her jungle worthy, yep. but she's having none of it. Uh, no. and then of course they do get wet and they have to dry their clothes, uh, because yeah. God forbid that they just continue to walk and some wet running clothes. from the goddamn ninjas. That was the yeah. connection moment. That's why it was there in the script. Yeah, that's where they fell in love. He takes his shirt off, and Patricia sees him shirtless. And in fairness, I was kind of thirsty for him. Like I'm not going to lie, he's a good-looking dude, man. So, so Patricia sees him without her shirt on, and now she's like, all of a sudden, she's on Team American Ninja. She's like, this dude, I'm into it. Not because he saved my life, but just because he is fairly well built for an 18 year old ninja. Because he doesn't talk. I think he said the no. two words to her at this point. So at this point, yeah, they finally introduce themselves. I'm Joe. Oh, this is the other thing, too. So they they hitch a ride back to the base. That's the other thing I found. There's three different scenes in this movie where American Ninja is stranded somewhere in the Philippines, and the next scene is him just jumping off a random truck. It's all distraction. If There, there can't be too much dialogue before there's a, a fight of some sort, an explosion. Something has to happen every few minutes in, in, in yep. this movie. So you I love that. And that's what I'm a sucker for. I can't deny anything you're saying. Like from a filmmaking standpoint, it's terrible, but it's terribly great. Like I love it. It is is terribly great. So the, so now everyone's rescued. And now the next scene, we're back on the military base and the two main military guys, the Colonel and the Sergeant are now chewing out American Ninja. Cause they're like, why you know, the one line actually, which is great, is like, do you think I'm going to give you a medal for saving my daughter? I'm like, yeah, man, actually, I did kind of think that <laughs> I did kind of think you would be okay with me saving your daughter. But no, the colonel's pretty pissed. Everybody's pissed at American Ninja. They're mad at American Ninja because they're like, if you just didn't do anything, nobody would have died. Because remember, four American military soldiers died as a result of the ninja attack. And their point is, had you just done his exact line, and I quoted this, we're understanding orders not to provoke any incidents. That is what the colonel who runs the base says. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, logically, then maybe don't let the guys on fucking day two of the job drive the convoy then. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure this is American Ninja's fault, quite frankly, but everyone is furious at American Ninja. They blame him for the death. Oh, they hate him for the whole movie. Yeah. He makes friends. Even Jackson hates him when he first meets him. Uh, but they, the colonel hates him till the very end. And then just shows yeah. up for the, the final climatic fight. So everyone, yeah. So everyone's furious at American Ninja for stopping, trying to stop the the assault. And so that's when essentially they do the old 80s, which this is actually great. The staple of the 80s. Like, I'll see, I'll see you court-martialed, American Ninja. And uh, yeah, so this is uh, American Ninja now is is in a lot of trouble. Now the colonel and the sergeant start going back and forth and saying, like, show me, show who is this guy? Show me the file of American Ninja. And so they're reading through the file. And I love this because to your point, he's like, birth date, unknown. Last name, unknown. Yeah. Date of birth. And it's like, then how do you get what in the file? army? Man? Yeah, where did yeah. you get this file from? <laughs> like, how does that even work? Does he have yeah. a social insurance number? How are they paying him? Like he's like, like Madonna. His name's just Joe. And, he, <laughs> and, the, and his trainer said, I named you Joe. So the sensei who works for the main bad guy was the one who trained Joe. But this is where we talked about why Joe is 18. And I'll tell you why. So when the colonel is going over Joe's backstory, he says this. He says a construction crew found him six years ago, knocked unconscious by an explosion and suffering from total amnesia. So, okay, we know they found him six years ago. At the very end of the movie, when he reconnects with his sensei, they show a flashback of exactly how old he was 
during that explosion. He was 10 or 12 years old. So American Ninja is 18, man, which is six, six years later. Yeah, right. So this whole thing is six years later. So American Ninja, he uh, he was born an orphan. He was found by a Japanese sensei who trained him in the arts of ninjutsu. He was knocked unconscious by a road demolition construction explosion accident and lost to got total amnesia. The construction crew shipped him back to the States. He was in and out of foster homes. He killed the guy and then, or sorry, he attempted to kill a guy. He didn't actually succeed. And then uh, the judge said, you can either go to prison or the military. And I'm going to need somebody. I like, I'm Canadian. I, is that how the military works? Like <laughs> it's just filled with criminals. Like, I guess I didn't know that. I thought a uh, criminal record disqualified you for military service, but apparently not. Apparently it's just a bunch of criminals. And then he runs into this guy. Yeah. Like, they, like right in the Philippines. Like, how, like, the coincidence is fucking crazy. It's, it's fa- so we're going to have to get into that, too, because, again, like, uh, so, okay, getting back to the movie, so, because we're jumping around, so American Ninja is now confined to base. Everybody's mad at him. Here's the thing. We are now something like 18 minutes into the movie. I just want to be clear that 15 minutes into Star Wars... Uh, Luke's family had been killed by the stormtroopers and he had met Obi-Wan Kenobi. 15 minutes into Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones had already been approached to go on the quest for the Lost Ark. Uh, 15 minutes into Back to the Future, Marty had already encountered uh, the terror, the Lebanon, and he had already gone back in time. The reason I'm bringing this up is because in typical screenwriting 101, 15 minutes is the call to action. This is when the narrative thrust of the movie starts. We are 15 minutes into American Ninja. There's still no central plot. We haven't even seen the main bad guy at this point. All we've seen is American Ninja fight off a bunch of ninjas, chase a dilettante female through a jungle, get super wet, peel his shirt off, and then we learn that he's suffering from total amnesia due to a road construction accident. So far, All characters of it. That's yeah. <laughs> character building. Yeah, so this is where we are in the movie, and everyone's furious. So now we get introduced to another character, Jackson, who, from what I understand, is an actual, like, quite well-known sort of C-list action movie hero uh, who actually James. apparently knows uh, actually knows martial arts and stuff like that. He was in Avenging Force. He was in American Ninja 2. Uh, right. And I think a couple of the other sequels as well. Uh, he died young, though. He ended up having some bizarre cancer and died fairly young, like in the mid-90s. Oh, well, well that's sort of a sad uh, sad note on the movie. So and On that note, we'll, we'll end the show. So on, that, yeah, so on that note, uh, American Ninja now is confined to base. He's And at this point... I also don't know what day it is. Like, I don't know, is this is this the same day as the truck attack? Is this a week later? The movie gives you zero contextual clues about how much time has passed. But the next time it's we true. see American Ninja, Jackson, the other who is a, a colonel, I believe. No, he might be a lower rank, actually. He's not the, there's just the one colonel. Uh, what do we- right, colonel, sergeant, and he's a corporal, sorry. Jackson yeah. is a corporal. So Jackson we learn is there to teach military or to teach uh, ninjutsu to the members. Like this is actually one of the lines he says, like I teach karate techniques or whatever. And again, I, I want to be super clear. This is a supply depot base. There's no reason <laughs> to have a standing. Anyways, it doesn't matter, but so Jackson, <laughs> Jackson comes up to American Ninja and he's like, Hey man, you suck because you got four of our, friends killed so now we're gonna fight which seems actually quite reasonable like that in in fairness like if you take if you interact with this movie in good faith that is a really reasonable reaction to believing american ninja killed four of your friends you'd want to beat the crap out of them the whole base gathers to watch jackson and american ninja fight and it's like if you haven't seen the movie if you were to imagine two of the oldest, slowest people you've met. It's like Steven Seagal. Have you seen that clip of him where like people are just running at him and he's like old and fat? That's kind of the speed that this fight happens at. The 80s, 80s action movies were notorious for this as well. I always find that like if someone shot an arrow, it'd be pew, 
And you'd see the arrow hit the thing. Then almost the reaction thereafter. It's like everything was really choreographed. I, I mean, maybe not not the the A list movies, but definitely in the B list uh, action films. Like it was always like slow movement. It is Very so slow. Telegraphed <laughs> choreography. It's not, like <laughs> it's not the Matt Damon shaky cam. That's for sure. Like you see every everything. So American Ninja obviously beats up Jackson. At which point, like we won't even, like we got to skip the scene. He puts a bucket on his head. Oh yeah! Invites Jackson to hit him with a broom handle. He dodges even though he's wearing a bucket, and then that's the end of the fight. Anyways, then Jackson is like, "I guess I misjudged you, American Ninja. You're an okay guy." And he actually turns to the crowd. He's like, "Hey everyone, we like Joe now, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah Joe's a great guy. <laughs> he's, he's that much power." And they are fast friends, and they're friends for the rest of the movie. Like, he, I think he lends him his motorcycle, his life's blood, as he says, yeah. like, the next scene. Like, these are people who have served together for potentially years. Like, if you died, and I believed that, like, a guy did it, the fact that he beat up another friend of ours wouldn't make me like him more. If anything, <laughs> it would make me like him less. Like, this dude is a menace. He's like, Christian is dead, and now another one of my friends is Beaten half to death. Like, I don't know, man. 80s movies were fucked this up. This guy's all right. This he guy's killed all right. former comrades, and he yep. kicked the shit out of me. He's yep. all right. He's all right. Yet, like, not even, again, like, can you imagine, too, like, I'm, so I counted seven or eight American soldiers died in the Philippines as a result of ninja attack. Think about literally eight Americans dying on foreign soil by ninja attack. Like this fuck there should be no ninjas. There should be no ninjas here. This is like all we'd hear. Like, can you imagine CNN on this one? Like the president would get involved at this point. There would be investigations, be something about Clinton and her email servers, even though it was 85. Like, Jesus, this would be an international incident on par with like Russia invading Ukraine. And it's a whatever. Four guys died. They can barely shrug about yeah. it. Too. It was like whatever. Oh, it's eighties. Oh, because oh, it's gonna it's gonna interfere with that guy making his four million dollars. Is oh, it ever really I, clear? Like the amount of money he must have to like. Do these ninjas get paid? Like so the 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 arch like we're talking about Blackstar Ninja, but he's actually not the head bad guy. He's the head bad ninja, but the head bad guy is like some yeah. drug so dealer just, arms dealer so right. guy that wants money. At this point in the movie, right, the movie switches to the main bad guy who is this weirdly uh, – this this guy with a French accent uh, who lives on a compound. He's an arms dealer. He's selling arms. And this is where we, we meet the sensei that works on the grounds. We meet Black Star Ninja. We, and we see um, he has people coming in to show him around his client. He's showing his clients around his compound where we see his ninja training facilities that he shows the clients to, and we get treated to a three-minute sequence of ninja training, which is essentially, I don't know, if you've anybody has kids and you've taken your kids to like one of those indoor gymnasiums, <laughs> that's essentially the ninja training we're exposed to. Like, it's ridiculous. What, what are the different colored ninja suits? Are those supposed to be like black belt versus like <laughs> right, white yeah. belt? Like, there's like, like green, there's half puce. There's like there's yeah there's there's blue yellow uh, there's there's some cool close-ups when they do the close-up things like like some of their skilled training involves them to to deke these shifting sort of swinging knife like yep. things and and but when they walk by them in the long shot you can kind of see the the guys hesitating to go through said little gizmo in the background it's like almost like they use real knives or something in in the actual contraption. But you're yep. right. It's like watching kids. Like it's just a bunch of flips, a bunch of people yep. crawling up things, and we we get the good one minute showcase of of what they're being taught. And yet, as I said earlier, and I got a broken record. This what for? Because they're nowhere near. Right. They're just as useless yep. as the rebel army that have machine guns. But at least they've got machine guns. Just, so the other <laughs> thing too that I found really funny about this was like. Again, I when I, like, a lot of times when I watch movies, I try and imagine myself as the character. So imagine you are a what appears to be the guy who's buying the weapons from, I think the bad guy's name is Victor. So the guy who's buying the weapons from Victor just wants to buy some weapons. So imagine you're flying to like Columbia or whatever to buy weapons. He's like, here, let me show you how I train my soldiers. No, no, I'm good. Like, yeah. Why the fuck do I care? 
Like, I don't live in the Philippines. I don't give a shit what you're doing what? over here. Why does he need so? I still don't understand why he needs soldiers. It seems like everything's going fine. And if they didn't attack that supply thing, American Ninja would know nothing about it. And the deal yep. would have gone through and everything would have been fine. Yeah, no. And this, like, to say nothing of the fact, too, that, like, we haven't even touched on the fact that he puts on the Ninja demonstration for his guys who trying to sell the weapons to and then Black Star Ninja fights a bunch of his own ninjas and actually kills one of them. Yeah. And Victor's like, don't worry, it's an honor to be killed by Black Star Ninja. And you, if you even look at the, the guy's reactions, they're kind of looking around, they're like, okay, I just want to buy some fucking missiles. Like, this is a lot. This is a lot, Victor. Like, they're not into it. Like, it's almost like, I don't know, you know when you go to a buddy's house and he wants to show you his record collection or something? You're like, dude, I don't I don't care, man. Like, I don't yeah. care. That's basically the reaction of these guys. But anyway, so that's a whole... Here's my ninja collection. <laughs> yeah, essentially, he is... He's very so this... proud of his ninja force. <laughs> so now, now we are close to 30 minutes into the movie. And I again, the protagonist has not yet engaged with the narrative at all. So now we go back to the military base and Jackson and American Ninja are best friends. And again, you are given zero, like, is this three hours later? Is it a yeah. month and a half later? <laughs> no, no, no goddamn idea. But this, I know where you're going with this because this, this setup is another thing that makes absolutely no sense. The guy coming and going, hey, I need, I met this really fly girl that I gotta go meet in, in town. It's just one of these, one of the other guys that we've seen earlier in the film. And he and Jack, he's like, but I can't go because I'm on duty. Jackson, do you think you can run out of this note? And Jackson's like, sorry, man, I got duty here. And again, like appreciate if the characters do not know they're in a movie and you are the protagonist, you are American Ninja, what is the point of this movie? Because from like just purely American Ninja doesn't know who the arms dealers are yet. 30 minutes in, he has no idea. So from his perspective, what obstacles are the main character trying to overcome? He's dealing with a court martial. He's restricted to base. That in itself could be a movie. That's like officer and a gentleman's love story. He's got a love story going on because the colonel's daughter is trying to bang him. Jackson is trying to get him to set up an exhibition ninja touring company and all and it's one scene after another. It's you're yeah. it's right. It's one scene after another. Funny enough, it seemingly works because until we actually break it down the way we're breaking it down right now, I've watched and enjoyed it knowing that it's been it's stupid fluff. Right. But when you actually break it down, there's no point to the movie so, up until this point. And no, as I was mentioning, they're they're having that interaction, and so that American Ninja just chimes in and says, Oh, I'll take the note to the girl. Right. And they're like, Oh, real? I'm going to need to borrow your bike. And then, so Jackson doesn't even seem to be that keen on him lending the bike. Yet, this is all a setup yep. because he ends up meeting Patricia, who wants to meet him. So right. they set this whole thing up in hopes that what? American Ninja would be free, volunteer to go. Ask for the so, like. How was he going to get there? Yeah. He didn't ask for so, the motorcycle. So that's insane. <laughs> so like, I'm so Patricia wants to meet American Ninja. So she goes to the army guy and she's like, "Bring this note to American Ninja." And I yeah. guess the guy interpreted that as like, "No, I'm going to ask Jackson to bring the note and hope that American Ninja volunteers." Because what if American Ninja didn't? Then all of a sudden exactly. Jackson would show up. He's gonna be, "Hey, baby, what up?" She'd be like. Dude, you're a good-looking guy, but I want an American Ninja. I didn't want this. Yeah. Um, I also like oh. – so American Ninja, again, can find a base, and they're both asking him a reasonable question. They're like, how are you going to get off the base, American Ninja? And his watch answer, me. watch me, is to take the motorcycle and ramp off the base, which for what it's worth, I think that would be – draw way more attention a dude a flying attention. 25 feet in the air on a fucking motorcycle <laughs> he just is yeah he actually circles around to get enough speed to make the jump and then uh, there's just some rubbish pushed toward like towards the the, the yeah. base wall that he could use perfectly as a way to jump and he zooms up it jumps and the poor stuntman that took that jump and yeah. they're filming <laughs> right. from the camera angle when that when that motorcycle lands on the ground the stuntman's face bounces off the windshield it, it's all there for you to watch it's oh, on it's youtube fantastic. you see his head bounce off the windshield uh, the guy must have died but supposedly <laughs> he lived <laughs> and so they go to the country club 
and have a nice dinner, which she says we're going to charge my dad's card. And of course, Victor, the main bad guy, is there with the sergeant. They both see American Ninja. And at this point, Victor's like, shit, that's American Ninja. I want him dead. Earlier, <laughs> Victor had already told Black Star Ninja, I want American Ninja dead. And I guess Black Star Ninja is just like, whatevs, dude. I'm not going to do anything about that. So this is the second time Victor said, I want American Ninja dead. But to be clear, no one kill him for me. <laughs> we don't know why he wants black, like why he wants American Ninja dead. All he knows about American Ninja is that he exists, like, and that he once tried to stop a kidnapping. I guess, like, it is not an unreasonable reaction to being assaulted on the side of the road. Like, it's not like American Ninja was reacting poorly. But anyway, so he tells the sergeant, "Enough is enough." I don't know why American Ninja is even here with the girl, but I want American Ninja dead. So now Sergeant comes up with this plan, which I also thought was hilarious. So now we're, I guess, the next day. American Ninja somehow got back onto the base. And it's now the next day. So Sergeant storms the barrack into the barracks and chews American Ninja down. He goes, you think you're such a big guy? Well, how do you like this? You're on motor pool duty, buddy. Okay. But remember, the movie started with him driving the convoy. American Ninja is already in the motor pool. So this is the equivalent of him yelling at him and say, you know what? You're going to do your job today, mister. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Like, Sergeant comes up with a plan to kill American Ninja, which is he's going to get American Ninja to deliver or to drive a truck to the warehouse and of course, get ambushed by ninjas. Like it's easy. It's straight a ten forward. minute, a ten minute scene yeah. of ninja after ninja. Like this, <laughs> yeah. literally. I again, I know this is a ninja joke, so I'll try to put some context. This is literally the plot of pretty much every one of our little action movies that we made, where it's just like set up yep. and then just have a bunch of bad guys come out and attack and then you were the good guy and fight your way through it. And that's what happens here for ten minutes. It's yep. just an assault. Of yep. one after another of ninjas who are fucking horribly trained, as I keep yep, saying, because trained. they can't other than pull one of their swords out of their uh, uh, from the sheath. That's all they could do. And again, <laughs> I know it's not fair to compare this to Spielberg movies, but again, think to anybody <laughs> watching like an Indiana Jones sequence where when this shit happens to Indiana Jones, there's reaction shots where he's like, why is this happening? What the hell's going on? American Ninja, he just drives in the warehouse, gets attacked by ninjas. He's like, okay. I guess I'm fighting it's, ninjas now. It's like part yeah. of my day. Like, yeah. it's funny enough, there is a, there, like, he does have to go under a truck, kind of like Indiana Jones style. This is all about setup and stunt and whatever. Like, they just, whatever, it was another gimmick, another another money shot. That was it. Whether it was a, a, a punch, whether it's an explosion, whether it's a car flip, it was just yeah. eye candy. So American Ninja, so, yeah, fights ninjas in a warehouse for 10 solid minutes and then escapes he doesn't seem to care this is the other thing too that i found hilarious about this so some random dude steals the truck that american ninja drove to the warehouse and drives off with it american ninja reasonably is like oh shit that's my truck i have to stop him so he jumps on another dude motorcycle and starts fighting the motorcycle guy we and again Thematically, we see this a lot. We as the audience know those are the bad guys. As far as American Ninja goes, he's just randomly assaulting some fucking random dock worker in the Philippines. That guy he was straight up tries to fucking kill him. So, like, he has no way of knowing that that motorcycle driver is a bad guy. None whatsoever. The only interaction he's had with that guy was when he drives up. He's like, where is everybody? And the motorcycle guy goes, I don't know. This and he just randomly tries to murder a civilian. Like maybe, maybe they were right about America. He's got a bad kind of asshole. Then his plan is like his plan is literally to drive into the front of the truck. Yeah, or, yeah, no. or the truck, or the truck hits him, and he's yeah. backwards, but somehow hits back. The truck driver runs over the the motorcycle, which brings him the most joy. Like you'd figure. He, he was just given the best present ever. The smile on his face when he runs over that motorcycle. It, it, he must have slept with his wife believe. or something like that. There's a whole deleted scene where he's like, I don't believe you bang my wife. Because, yeah, then he then takes the truck and runs over American Ninja. And at this point, the dude thinks his job is done. He's like, job well done. The ninjas couldn't get the job done. But I ran over American Ninja with a truck. We know as the audience, American Ninja crawled under the truck and is hanging on Cape Fear style to the undercarriage. 
as they drive into the compound. The other thing I found fascinating about this scene, because again, so ignore the American Ninja part for a second. He he drives the stolen military truck onto Victor's compound. And again, ignore the American Ninja part. Victor goes into the back of the truck, opens it up. He's like, great, this is the shipment I was looking for. So back up. Sar <laughs> killed two birds with one stone. He not only set a trap for American Ninja to get him killed, he also stole more equipment from the military, all within the same plan. Sarge is actually quite spectacular. He is part of the, the equation. Like, he is a bad guy. But, yes. I just, I also <laughs> love the fact that is completely unaddressed that, like, this is now the fifth shipment of military weapons that has gone missing. There would be... <laughs> like people yeah. in the military, I think it really concerned when so much as a single handgun goes missing. But we're talking about like fucking missiles now are just yeah. whatever. And just nobody seems to care. It's all good. There's just anyway. So American Ninja finally now understands that Victor is an arms dealer. He finally because he's been driven onto Victor's compound. He's again in a warehouse. He sees the weapons. He finally understands that Victor is selling Stealing weapons. I just want to be clear. I checked. It is 52 fucking minutes into the movie before the plot starts. This right now is the actual plot of the movie. There is 30 minutes left in the movie. 52 <laughs> minutes of the entire movie have had nothing to do with the actual plot. Fuck, man. This, I don't know. This movie well, is. And, and it is weird because then finally, although we've been giving these little hints because he's popped up, his Japanese little trainer, like they ran into each other in the forest. He goes, he goes, who are you? You will know when it's time. Why, why he couldn't just tell him right there. Who knows? Yeah. But he will know when it's time. American Ninja escapes the warehouse, goes back to the base and then gets arrested, immediately arrested. He comes back. The MPs grab him. They say, you are immediately under arrest. And again, I just want to be clear, from American Ninja's perspective, who does not know he is in a movie, all he knows is he was attacked for the second time by a huge group of ninjas. He found out Victor was an arms dealer. He came back and he's placed under arrest. He isn't told why. He has no idea what he's done wrong at this point. He doesn't ask. He doesn't protest the arrest. He goes very quietly and calmly into the prison. When he, is this when he gets arrested at the colonel's house? No, that's, this, that's the okay. other time. This is before Hold the colonel's house. So now he's arrested, and now everybody's pretty mad at American Ninja. Still, now Blackstar Ninja. Mad at American Ninja. Now Blackstar Ninja is like, I'm going to take care of American Ninja once and for all. I am going to go assassinate American Ninja in his jail cell. So now we come to the next scene. Blackstar Ninja breaks into the base quite easily, actually. <laughs> like. Makes ninjas, his way to that's what a ninja does. That part is ninjas. That, like that part was I great. Mean, I could buy I that. Black, yeah, that was pretty good. So he comes, he kills two more. But anyways, he goes to kill American Ninja. He breaks into the jail cell. There's a mini, mini little fight. But American Ninja escapes. American Ninja, I find, also has a very stick and move fighting style. He's very big on like punch run, punch run, punch run. But he runs away from Blackstar Ninja. We get a little taste of what the final battle is going to be like. But uh, they fight on top of a tank. They fight a while. Finally, the base comes to life. Finally, there's a siren. And now the base is alive. It's the middle of the night. They're all trying to figure out what's going on. American Ninja grabs his best friend Jackson and he says, the ninjas were sent to kill me in my cell. I just want to say that this line is delivered as if he had said, I don't know, <laughs> the ice cream store is having a two for one sale and I don't have enough money. Like, he's not particularly just, concerned about any of this. Just, even the light itself is, is fucking yeah. laughing to say, the ninjas tried to kill me myself. Yeah, the ninjas were sent to kill me and myself. That is the line he says to Jackson. And Jackson's like, hold on a second. What? And he, then this is great too. And this is, again, just how these screenwriters wrote this. This is now, he's like, we've got to go stop Victor. He's leaving in the morning. <laughs> how do you know that, American Ninja? Seriously, how the fuck do you know that? So, okay, now it is time to uh, get Patricia, which I also thought was super weird, and go talk to the colonel. Well, they needed her to, to, to be to help maybe bring some bring him to some sort of reality because they get there, yep. try to convince him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I, all, all's good. He, he takes a phone call. He's like, all's good. And then they get ambushed by a bunch of 
troops, all armed, all all military, all all uh, U.S. military, and the American Ninja does the only thing he can do, which is swan dive out the I, fucking window. Oh my God. That was my favorite part of the movie. Like I. Yeah, so rather than stick around. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for anybody that uses that oh, tactic. It no. just happened in a fucking, in Deadly Friend, Wes Craven's Deadly Friend, where where she swan dies out the window at the end. It's just batshit crazy. So, it's the same thing here. He's like, and he just so, dives out a window. Trisha basically says to her dad, they're like, you have to believe us. Victor's stealing weapons. And the colonel's like, tell you what, I'll I'll launch an investigation, okay? And that's when Jackson turns to American Ninja and winks at him because everything's going to be okay now. The colonel's going to launch an investigation. The outcome of this phone call <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. the military storming the colonel's base and attacking American Ninja. This is the outcome of the phone call. I <laughs> and also, they're there, but they're there like, what, 10 seconds later? 10 seconds, tops. <laughs> so Black Star Ninja at this point also takes the opportunity in the chaos to kidnap Patricia. And Christian, you have to put the noise she makes when he knocks her yep. unconscious. It is, I can't describe it. It's like, oh, it's the same noise she, it's the same noise she makes when she gets killed in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. It's a, it's a, and then, Because I, I even I wrote that note down too. It's a, a snippet of that same reaction. It's her death throw. It's her death noises. Like that. That's it. She knows how it to die. I will put that fantastic. in. It's so good. And then so American Ninja at this point has dove through the window. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm out." He dives through the window. Patricia's been kidnapped. And now this is where it's we learn the full blown like Colonel and Victor has this conversation. Colonel is great because they try and position him as like essentially there's this throwaway line of like we're arming the rebels to fight the communists. And the colonel is essentially doing this as like trying to secure American freedom. And I'm like, wait, doesn't the American as a matter of military policy arm rebels all the fucking time to fight communists? Like, why would you have to go? underneath the military's back to do this like the military arms rebels all the time so that i found was quite weird and then you mentioned this earlier on you're right the dude oh. is getting four million dollars for the missile he's selling. and he was very happy about that that's all he wants that's all he needs so at this point all right so american ninja now is on the run patricia's been kidnapped he infiltrates Victor's compound, and this is where he finally meets the sensei. But it's funny how they wedge this character in with, like, what? We're at the hour and five-minute mark or, or something at this yep. point? Or something to that effect. Like, and we know we've seen this character before, but this is like we, we stopped for this backstory right when we were about to go to the climax. It's that a very wild. weird— like it's it's so jarring because American Ninja infiltrates the compound. The sensei comes up. He's like, hey, I'm your father. And he's like, oh, okay. And then they sit down and have yeah. tea. And again, yeah, American, tea. Ninja, <laughs> What's some tea? American Ninja doesn't hug him, doesn't be like, oh, shit, yeah. I mean, he just, again, he's like, well, whatever. Anyway, it's like he no reaction. No, no, no emotion. No, no fucking emotion. No emotion, whatever. And I love the fact that his son say, dad, to your point, and you already pointed this out, what an insane coincidence that the orphan child <laughs> – he abandoned after a road construction explosion in the Philippines is now back six years later in the same place. Apparently, dude's happy as shit to see him. And I love the fact that he's like, it's now part for the final part of your training, which is apparently naming three weapons. That was it. That's the final part of his training. He has a whole shitload of weapons. He's like, this is a throwing star. This is a side. This is a sword. A and like, yeah. You're a ninja now. You're ready to go. I, I also love that they introduced magic, but anyways, whatever. Oh, dude, no, that's the best part of it. That's where it gets, like, there are so many, I'm telling you, we could do shows about ninja movies all year if we wanted to. The, the reality is this was silly enough, but it's not quite as silly as, like, Ninja 3, The Domination, which you've definitely seen. I've showed you that one. I know I've showed you that yeah. one. I'm just, I, like I said, I'm surprised this one. These ninjas, their skills involve vanishing in thin air. Like, literally... Yeah. Van not not smoke bomb vanishes that that happens too. I'm talking about literally vanishing in front of someone's eyes, like uh, and then popping up somewhere else to save American Ninja uh, later on. But flamethrower capabilities. Those are fantastic. Like, the guy's able to shoot flames out of his sleeve and, and a laser. laser gun. 
and laser, laser gun, gun. Yep. capabilities. It's fucking crazy. This all happens in the climax. Yep. So this climax is like it's lots of shooting. The blood, there's blood, but the blood is like like a trickle. If someone gets next to it, for a PG rating, eh? Yeah, or they're tried, but I think it's still got an R. Like for it, it real, just, it did so not. Much car- well, but it, this back in the day, that was like. You you had violence like this. It was called like a lot of like just a lot That's of violence insane. and a lot of sword. Play. That was an R-rated movie. There is not an ounce of blood. So somebody counted. There's 114 deaths in this movie. There is not a stitch of blood. This is all bloodless. I was really surprised. I was an R rating. So yeah, the whole climax happens. So American Ninja. They all fight for some reason. Now the colonel's a good guy. The military storms the base with a bunch of jeeps and just basically kill everybody before one of the ninjas whose uh, I guess job is to make sure he summons more oh, rebels and ninjas guy. by yeah. hitting the big bongo drums and they just come in and there's just guns ablazing tons of tons of squibs not squibs but gunshots because you're right yeah. it's pretty much bloodless, bloodless yeah. there's a tons of gunplay but watch because there'll be like two that actually have like maybe blanks or, or uh, there will be muzzle flashes, and then there's like two or three that are in the shot that have nothing, and they 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 can't like they don't know how to shoot a gun or whatever. It's like they're they're watering plants or something. It's the funniest oh, thing ever. You go uh, back, and then oh, you know, so you, we didn't even mention the sergeant. The sergeant's car goes off the road. There's a the car chase. The sergeant's car goes off the road, taps a tree, and oh, explodes yeah. on impact. I forgot about that. That was fantastic. Yeah, the old. That's a cliche that became like the Simpsons made fun of it, where I think something came out like the bang, an explosion. Yep. And that's this is a perfect example of where that stemmed from. I also it love the fact from- so after American Ninja fights Black Star Ninja, he kills him. The Sunset dies. American Ninja doesn't particularly care about that. The Colonel dies. Everybody dies. And at the very end, the bad guy is escaping with Patricia, who I think is now on her third kidnapping in a helicopter. And Jackson, this is what I remember. The whole plan with Victor is he's an arms dealer. Jackson grabs the missile that he was about to sell, and it's a rocket launcher, essentially. That's what he was selling. I just want to be clear. I'm pretty sure I can buy a rocket launcher right now in a downtown Toronto pawn shop. I don't need a Victor and an army of ninjas. It's not like he was selling plutonium or a nuclear weapon. It's a fucking (laughs) rocket launcher. And I'm pretty sure they're not worth $4 million. I think for $4 million, you can probably buy 100 rocket launchers. So, like, I was expecting an atomic missile. No, just one single rocket. And, like, not even with a shitload of ammunition. Just one rocket launcher. Oh, we haven't even talked about the fact that uh, American Ninja wrestles with the, the, the helicopter, jumps up onto it, manages yes. to get up. And, and so he throws one of the guys out and then grabs Patricia, jumps up all the while Jackson's aiming and just saying like this to himself, because no one can hear him. Come on, jump out of there, uh, Joe. Come on, Joe, yep. uh, get get out of that uh, so I can fire this missile. Well, maybe yep. you should yell to him so that maybe yeah. he can hear you. So anyway, they somehow the, the the helicopter goes over the the roof of one of the buildings. They jump off, and as plain as day, they land on um, a mattress that's just covered with the same like a red a red cover to match the look of the roof, but it's just a mattress. They hit it. They didn't even try to hide it. So they they fall down there. Jackson gets a shot. Fires it off, and then that helicopter turns into a little miniature like rocket, like I, something that you'd buy for like 100, 150 <laughs> bucks, and it blows up in the air. Then American Ninja carries Patricia, walks yep. up to the camera, and just throws her off the building. Now and she lands in Jackson's arms, but it's a Jackson funny catches. the way. Yeah, catches her, but the way that they filmed it was fucking hilarious. And I think the only reason why they did it that way is so that they could give this long sort of hero shot to American Ninja just standing there. Proud of his work. And then it just fades to the compound. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the final credits just run. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, Done. like you have to admire the efficiency of the 80s, man. They had 120 minutes or like whatever. They had an hour and 20 to tell their story. And by God, they weren't going a second over. But yeah, that ends the movie. American Ninja kills everybody. The Colonel's dead. The Sergeant is dead. Victor's dead. Black Star Ninja's dead. The Sunset's dead. Everybody, with the exception of American Ninja Jackson and Patricia, are dead. I can only assume. Patricia and American Ninja go on to retire from the Ninja game. I assume there is no further movies. There's there's five movies. 
How There's five American be? ninjas. The only one, the, uh, Michael uh, Dudek, uh, I keep thinking I'm saying his name right, is in part two and part four. Uh, Steve James is in part two and three, I believe, as well. I don't think he was in four because I, I, he possibly died by that point. But three, I remember not being that great. Two, it's directed by Sam Furstenberg, which we've got to mention his name because he he's the mastermind that directed this he directed Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja 3, American Ninja, American Ninja 2, Avenging Force, amongst other movies. But these are the canon films that we're going to have to talk about at some point by all, throughout the course of our show. By all accounts, American Ninja 2 is the superior American Ninja movie. That's what Reddit seems quite convinced that number two is actually the best. But this is the one that kicked it off. And after an hour and 20 minutes, yeah. this is the end of the insanity. The good guys win, I guess. Um <laughs> And like, yeah, the everybody's dead. They storm the compound. There's no more. And I guess American Ninja won. Good for him. And I guess, I don't know, that's the movie. So it was weird as hell, man. I do think that genuinely you can tell when there's a first draft script. This, they banged it off over a weekend. Like they, they filled like the first every, draft. It's funny. It's, it's one of the stuff where like the cliches, you forget that there was a period before which they were cliches. As you point out, like the Jeep driving into a tree at two miles an hour and exploding, there had to be the first time that happens. And a lot of this stuff, because it was 85, was kind of fresh and new. I will say to the to the credit of the, the guy who did the stunt scenes, there are flashes, like just sheer moments of like, this almost could have been a very cool action sequence. There's one where there's I think there's great stunts in the movie. And there's there's one just two, like there's one where American Ninja and a guy are fighting through the window of a truck, and it only lasts like four seconds. But there's this moment of like that would have been a very cool Jackie Chan esque scene. There's one or two cool scenes that like you can see where with a little bit more like maybe with anybody who actually knew karate or something like that they could have had some cool stuff but uh yeah i don't know i just assume this movie is going to get remade at some point i always thought that i always thought they were going to do it and in fact quick history again ninja films existed throughout time through its cinema uh from japan and other countries but the american side of things the american ninja movie i think uh if my research is right is the killer elite in 75 was the first followed by the octagon which was a chuck norris movie in 1980 then the canon trilogy enter the ninja revenge of the ninja ninja through the domination those are all very popular ninja films uh and then of course we had america the american ninja series that we're, we already talked about pray for death rage of honor nine deaths of a ninja then they kind of evolved into the jean claude van damme right. kind of time frame the ninja movie kind of died out in the 90s and then it had a resurgence a very small resurgence in the 2000s and it's the closest thing i can think of to american ninja which is like ninja assassin uh ninja <laughs> I couldn't think of a better title and then Just ninja cheer, 2 yeah. shadow shadow of a tear and those are uh scott atkins i think it is like the new action star but if we if our nostalgia ends up going into the millennium at some point maybe we'll get to to some of his films because he's sort of the new action hero but a lot of people don't know about him because most of his movies have gone direct to, to video so there was a resurgence but i'm a sucker for this i made a song about this that i'll use as an outro this was it's made garbage. years ago it's it, garbage i can't it, sing it was made like in 2005 that song has been going through my head for a week now since you introduced that we're doing american ninja american yeah. ninja stay away from me yeah no it's, oh, it's and i can't sad. sing everybody so and again it is going to be cringy i already know that this was made before well cringe was a word but no one was using it like that's cringe it's cringe and it's it's going to end the fucking show but i based on how we started this i think i know what you're going to say but is this a recommend Oh, yeah. No, you have to see this. It's horrific. Like, you've got to. Like, it's yes. just so okay. it's nonsense. Like, that's the yeah. whole thing. It is just <laughs> I also like I really do like when movies are so bad that they're informative about how to write an actual screenplay, like have <laughs> the character have a motivation have the plot introduced a little bit earlier than 52 minutes into the movie, like little things like that, I think. But yeah, no, this is, I like the nice thing I like about eighties movies is unlike a modern movie. That's 300 minutes. It's an hour and 15 minutes. Like it is a super quick watch. I love in out done. I've said it totally. before. I love movies like this and 
you know what? It's a total recommend for me. That's why I brought it up. And you got the enjoyment I think I wanted you to get from it. Yeah, it's it it's pretty much terrible. But I, I would actually rate this higher than most people would be. Yeah, it's not we're, – we're not talking about cinematic quality here. We're talking about entertainment value. I also like and, that it's earnestly terrible. Everybody is trying incredibly hard to make a good movie. And that – I'm always going to be a sucker for that. They're not yeah. winking at the camera. They're not knowingly ironic. This is like they're trying to like they are doing their best to make a million dollar low budget American Ninja movie. They're working with what they have. They're innovative. No, like how can you not like something like that? Well, no, I'm glad. That's awesome. That's what this is all about. And that's what we'll continue to do as the show progresses. So, I mean, thanks, everybody, for for checking out this episode, the first episode. We'll see if we can trim that one down to maybe 40 minutes, but we'll see uh, what happens in post, and we'll uh, keep doing these. Let us know what you want to hear next. Sounds good. Take care, everybody.